Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of this experiment thing, our world travel, I guess we'll just call it that. Um, so in episode hello. two, hello, there's Mel. Uh, it's April 13th. We're also recording this the same day as episode one, because whatever, there's the magic. Uh, and we want to talk a little bit more about what life is like in Bali, you know, like we moved to Airbnbs, so what that's like, uh, some of the things we've got to actually experience, um, some food, drink, things like that, and then just some of the like the weird, small happenings and, and stuff like that that we've we've been up to in the we past will see. while. Yeah, but we will see if we can fit this last one. Like we're trying to keep those episodes not like you know an hour, an hour or two. So we'll see how far we get. So I guess to start things off. We're now in our second Airbnb. We moved, it seems like years ago. Yeah. I, I guess three weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. Somewhere there. We, I don't we, even we changed Airbnbs. Um, so how about how about you kick us off with talking mm-hmm. about this this new Airbnb where we're at now? Okay. So first of all, we love. I personally love this Airbnb. Do you love it too, or like overall? Overall, I love this Airbnb. Cool, yes. cool. So we love it. Uh, it's bigger. It has two floors. The first floor is living room and kitchen. And the second floor is like, you know, at, at stairs, but maybe ladder, whatever. I already hit my knees about a few times. Um, but upstairs is the, the, the bedroom, the sleeping room. The schlafzimmer. The yes. schlafzimmer. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and we really, really love it. Then what I adore is we have space, as in like uh, there is a garden outside where which is like how do you call that? It's enclosed, it's enclosed, and it has a garden where we can uh, pick fresh papaya, which we don't like, but we could. Um, and there is mint in. It's so much mint. There's a buttload of mint. It's like the high. There's a hydroponic section of the garden that grows mint and lettuce, and it's yeah. like it's like five feet wide and two feet deep of mint. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, maybe somehow once we figure it out, maybe we're gonna attach a photo. Um, and I swear this place. And there is a pool, and like it's just so perfect and um, it gives me so many inspirations what i want for once we're gonna settle down and we're gonna have a stable home and stuff like that i swear this is like my inspirational place to start off with um yeah so is something you want to add yeah i think you know with this place we're in a less touristy spot overall so like if you listen to the last episode one of the things I like is things are really well integrated. Like our first Airbnb was like in the middle of a neighborhood. And this one is two. There's there's two other sets of houses here on the same street. But it's like in the middle of like a, a normal neighborhood. Um, not this big division. Um, and then the compound itself. So we have the garden. We have the pool. Uh, the pool is semi-private. So we have we have two neighbors. There's three houses in this little compound, and I'm sure we'll get a photo out somewhere. Um, and so it's really nice. I mean, we've gotten to know one of our neighbors. The other one just kind of does his own thing. We've tried to say hi. 
It's funny, as I record, I can see him like walking back and forth. <laughs> We've tried to say hi. But well, he says hi too, but like he's not big of a conversational kind of type, I think. Yeah, and I think he had friends here because like the whole first week yeah. or two, he was always gone. Like we never saw him and then suddenly he's always here out and about. Uh, so that's the neighbor. I don't know his name. He's from Russia. Yeah. And then the other neighbors are Yosh and Carolina. Yosh yeah. is from the Netherlands and Carolina is from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, and our neighbors are are pretty cool. So it's a nice a nice setup. Everyone's here through the end of the month, so we have the same neighbors. We don't have to worry about like strangers, strangers constantly in and out. It's the same people for a while, so that's pretty nice. Uh, and the guy who owns the place, there's like an office. Yeah, like, he lives nearby, so he's here almost every day, tending to the garden, uh, making sure we have whatever we need. And it's um, yeah, it's a nice setup, I'd say. Yeah. Totally agree. And then also, like, our neighbors, are like, Carolina and, and Josh are, like, the first day we arrive here, like, after the first night, uh, there um, is the day, day of silence, which we're coming back to in a minute. Um, but they were, like, outside and immediately start a conversation, say hello, and, like, get to know us a little bit better, and we got to them. We had that's... such a... I have to bring it up, because literally, like, right before we had the conversation, you were like, ah... I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to meet our neighbors. And like, I opened the door and stepped outside. And they're like, hey, how are you? And like, immediately we started a conversation and had such a good time. Yeah, that's them. true. They were so, they're so nice. It's like, we're, so we're, we're chatting on a, like, well, more or less a regular base. And it's like, so social distancing here is like, we're handling it very casually. <laughs> but it's okay. I think like, we're all very fit and like, you know. It's just, it's the five of us in here, plus the person who owns it. And it's just, we're all fit. It's like, almost like we, quote unquote, live together, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of like that. And I think, I don't know, I guess we'll talk about what lockdown or coronavirus is probably in this episode. I don't know if it needs its entire own episode, um, but we'll definitely be be talking about it. So I think um, in the same, talking about the Airbnb itself... Uh, I mean, do you want to move into like some of the times we've had, or do we want to talk about more of exploring Bali? Um, what do you? Oh, I see, I see. But that's the same. Anyway, I think we should talk about the box that live in here okay, before yeah. we go anywhere else. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about the the actual Airbnb. Uh, so the first night, I think, just the first night that really got to me. You know, we're like in the jungle, more or less. Or at least this is a tropical island. So if it if it isn't jungle now, it was jungle previously. And so there's still lots of little critters and creatures and things like that. And our bed has like a mosquito net over it. Um, and I don't think we slept with it the first night. I no, think we the didn't. very first night no. we did because we kept all the windows closed. And so the very first night, the middle of the night, I am one thousand percent convinced that I saw something. I don't know. My contacts were out. I was blind. Uh, but there is like the Wi-Fi router is in the bedroom, and the light was bright enough to like like moonlight, I guess, like just yeah. enough light to kind of shine in so you could see silhouettes. And all I know is like I'm sleeping. I feel something brush past my ear, and I'm like <laughs> I'm bothered, whatever. And then like I roll over, and then on mel's pillow i see something it's black because I, I it's dark i can't see i see a silhouette i'm pretty sure it's a bug 
I don't know if I saw legs or not, but it was like the size of my thumb. It was black and I know I just felt something on me. And I think you woke up because I was turning in bed and I was just like, don't freak out. But there's something. No, 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 no. You were like, don't freak out. But please sit up. And I was like, what? What is yeah, happening? Sit up. Oh my god. Sit up. sit up. Sit up. I was like, what the fuck? What do you see? What is happening? I also, that night, I was scared that someone would break in. I oh yeah, swear. that's what you were, you were afraid of I someone assumed breaking that, in. Did you hear something? Is someone breaking in? Because also, we were watching This Is Us. And that was the episode, spoiler alert, that the um, in Randall's house, yeah, someone, someone broke in. in. And that didn't help with my anxiety at all. And then he wakes up in the middle of the night. And I get, maybe I felt your, your energy or something. But I wake up to you and he's like... I don't want to freak you out. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, he heard a burglar. And he goes like, but sit up. I was like, why should I sit up if downstairs is someone breaking in? Like, and he's like, please sit up. And then you would say, I'm pretty sure I saw a bug or something. And then I would freak out, of course. Yeah. We didn't see it again. So I don't know. Maybe it made it up. I don't know. And like, there's lots of stuff. We had ants for a little while that yeah. the ants wouldn't really eat our food. They would just like use our house as a shortcut. To go from one side to the other. That was weird for a while. Um, but yeah, it was just like the size of my thumb. Whatever I saw. And that was enough to just like... like Yeah, that was an exciting out. first night. <laughs> so we had the bug on the first night. And then like last week, we'll call him Frank. We had... I also saw Frank too. Yeah, I feel like I'm the one who keeps seeing all of the... You, see, you saw it inside things. again? No, no, no. When I, oh, okay. I saw him first. Yeah, you the did. Same way I saw the bug. So also with being tropical, there's lots of lizards, like tons of lizards. I grew up in Florida where a similar climate, so it was like very normal. I remember being a kid and like catching lizards and like if you catch them and you like pinch their cheeks a little bit, they open their mouths and like when you let go, they close their mouths. So you wear, you wear lizards as earrings. That's oh like a God. thing. I remember that as a kid. Uh, but yeah, there's lizards here and usually they're pretty small, like two to three inches. So like six to nine centimeters yeah nothing like cute yeah like little things that you can maybe catch them and so we're watching tv or we're doing something in the bedroom no we we were upstairs because it was on the wall upstairs because we were we were doing something we were watching tv we turn i turned back to look at you while we were having a conversation and then all of a sudden on the wall we'll just call this guy frank and so we had a roommate for a brief period of time but Frank the lizard was not one of the cute little two to three inch guys. He was more of like, I feel like the, the size of a TV remote. I think that might give I don't, yeah. a good grasp of him. But this was enough size of a lizard that it could be a pet. Yeah, it, that's why it has a name. Because, yeah, he, he like other people keep that kind of that size of lizard at home as a pet. And we just have one wild running around in our house. Yeah, casually. So that was weird because I, I, we were sitting there and then I just turned. I'm like, holy shit. And you're like, what? Like, and then he's gone. <laughs> I just, got just to... <laughs> yeah. disappeared behind the, the, bed, the bed. Behind the bed. Oh. So Frank lived behind the bed for a while. You freaked out but a lot. I, there was a huge lizard behind the bed before bedtime. I, like, of course I freak out. So then, then, like, I would, like, Google how to get rid of a lizard. It's like, oh, tr- like, brush it off. It's like, ha, you funny. We don't have, like, no. We cannot reach him. So in the end, we would, like, open the windows and turn off the lights upstairs and go downstairs and just let him be. Hope that he leaves. 
And he's, I think he did because like we came back upstairs again. We pulled away the bed from the wall and he, we couldn't find him anymore. So I'm yeah. assuming he left. And like two nights ago when we were outside, yeah. there was a, I think it was Frank because there was the same size lizard on the outside. Yeah. Of the of the apartment two nights ago when yeah. we went outside. So yeah. Speaking of animals, um, we also have like at nights, not every night, but like on a regular basis, we hear like a scratching on the roof. I'm hoping it's a cat. So we hope much. it's a cat. But like at night, the yeah. Uh, so the yeah, I guess there, there's not really like a insulation or anything. Like the roof is directly above us. It's it's a wooden roof, and we just hear this like shh, shh, like this claws scratching and so i'll go and like smack the roof so it stops and then you'll hear it somewhere else and so whatever this animal is keeps moving and climbing across our roof and it hasn't been every night but like enough nights that it's concerning but then at the same time i'm kind of getting used to it it's like oh it's that cat bat whatever kind of thing that hasn't come inside yet so we're good (laughs) Yeah, whatever it is, I just, I we, want it to stop. <laughs> a, we want it to stop, and B, we want it to be a cat. That, that's all we're saying. Yeah, we're hoping so, because there's a cat that, that hangs out around here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, outside, so we obviously we spent a lot of time inside the Airbnb, um, but I think we've, we've had a good experience of getting to see stuff outside. I think yeah. the context is important, and I guess we'll get to it. Of now, coronavirus is more, more developing. So yeah, let's talk. What's the current situation with coronavirus as it is at least today? Things change so quickly. Today, thirteenth of April, Monday. Um, so I don't know the numbers because I don't want to follow those too much because it's like scary and like it gives me anxiety for no good reason because I can't change anything about it anyway. So what? The situation is that they don't test very well around here, but we can like see how they're like step by step taking it more seriously. It isn't an official close uh, lockdown, but pe- the government is recommending it. And I read something about yesterday that like the people aren't following the government that well, but like the town elderly or the town responsible, they follow that person better. So like you want to watch out what they're saying but they're also saying like please stay home and like um keep your distance have a mask wash your hands um and then at one day we just saw people were like wearing masks like increasingly more so now we're wearing our mask when we go outside as well um uh yeah i don't know how many cases then i mentioned in the last episode that like they closed borders to, so you cannot get in anymore if you, quote-unquote, only have a, a visa on arrival. If you have a special visa for work or whatever, you still get in. But, like, that's that. And then the other thing what they're doing is, which is quite nice, they extend all visas automatically and for free. Which is really nice, I think. Because they don't want all the foreigners to come into the government building and crammed up together so they're just doing it automatically you don't have to take care of a fit which is really nice the downside is that like as soon as they open up again and they're like saying okay well your visa expired please leave so when they want us to leave we have to leave which is fine i guess i just hope that by then other other countries are open again so we have somewhere to go but 
that's the situation. People seem very relaxed about it. Like, there is still a lot of people on the streets. I don't know where people are going, but there is a lot of them. Um, then in stores, like, I think the distance, keeping distance is not really a thing around here. But, like, we're staying at home a lot anyway. Um, so that's the first. And then the second is, like, a lot of stuff is closing because... A, it's apparently way slower than it used to be. It's like normal to them. So they have less customers. Also, like, just a lot of places are closed. So that to us is like a sign of they're taking it more serious. Like, you could like see increasingly there is more, um, how do you call it? Not cautious. Um, per, per, um, Precautions? Maybe? Precautions? Is that a thing? Does that make sense in this I'm, context? I, I need the back half of the sentence. Uh, they've taken more and more uh, blank to to avoid precautions, yeah, precautions, precautions. to avoid um, more numbers, higher numbers. Yeah, so I, that's think, that. I feel like it depends where, where we're at. Um, you know, so we're in this like Mengui, Abiyambase. It's a bit away from the touristy stuff. We're like kind of in the middle of two of like the major cities that most of the tourists live in. And so where we've been, you know, it almost seems like nothing has changed. Like there's more hand washing stations in the past uh, week or two than there have been before. Like there have been makeshift stations where there's like soap and water outside of a building. Uh, There's been like plastic sheeting at some of the convenience stores so that you don't like end up coughing on someone. Uh, More people have worn masks for the Things here are still open, but like uh, earlier in the week, we went to Chenggu, closer to the beach. A lot more of the tourists and expats and things like that are there. And things there were closed down, which is so weird because like in our last episode, we talked about our first impressions of Bali. Everything was open. Like you would have assumed there was no coronavirus. In fact, I think we first landed, you know, three days after we landed, they kind of shut down the visa on arrival. But Bali had probably been lying about their coronavirus numbers or just not testing. And so there was virtually no difference, at least to us. You know, everyone said that there was less people. But in terms of day-to-day life, like, you couldn't even tell that anything had changed. I think even that first week, by the end, one of our restaurants had, like, a sign that said, like, please mind your social distancing. But that that was kind of the extent of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, so much more things are closed down. Here, though, like, in our immediate neighborhood, not really there's not that much stuff that's like but i think it looks down. like it is like closed it looks like there is there would be more i think there would be more stores that we also wouldn't know right so like we don't know how it looks like normally how packed is it normally we don't know so i'm just assuming that there would be more stores and more open Areas. There's still a lot of restaurants are still open, a lot of cafes are still open, stuff like yeah. that. But then I'm still assuming that there would be more if it wouldn't for Corona. Yeah, and that's the thing that like we have no idea like what normal Bali actually <laughs> actually looks like. So here we are in this like semi quasi quarantine, and like you said, we saw a thing online today. There's a Facebook group for people who are st- like for expats and tourists who are staying in Bali, and the report is that uh bali like historically has been tribes and so like individual neighborhoods are are making their own rules so like to compare 
like not just the entire city of Manhattan, but if like just the Lower East Side were to make their own rules about what's open and what's not open, that's starting to happen. So I think we're just kind of waiting out. I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to go into like some version of a hardcore lockdown eventually. It just yeah. hasn't happened yet. yet. Yeah. I mean, we will see. Right now, it's really like, you know, living from week to week, see what's happening. Are they going to kick us out? Is there going to be a lockdown? Or what is Europe doing? Like, it's really like, well, let's wait and see. There is not much we can do besides wash our hands and keep our distance as as much as it makes sense. And um, yeah, that's just kind of situation. Which then on the other hand, like to me, it's that's how life is to us isn't it like yeah it's not it it doesn't it's not a huge shift on our life because we work i think that for you you've gotten more students more clients and for me you know i work with local businesses in america who most of them are closed down and it's been kind of convenient because i wanted to do some internal work on my business anyway so to not have to do client facing stuff um you know the cash flow hurts but it's kind of convenient to have the time time to to do that and like I still have like I'm booked out. The times I open on Italki where I teach German, um, they are all full. Which I'm not complaining about. Like keep on common, uh, people are so bored. So like they're all focusing on their hobbies and on their goals, which I guess is very good. And I can help them. I see myself like I'm trying to see myself as someone who helps in this crisis, keep people busy and bring them closer to their goals. So that's that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I know we've got our notes of like some of the stuff that we've seen. I feel like a really good point to start with is kind of this transition from like pre-corona to post-corona with mm-hmm. like the day of silence. Oh yeah. Like what that whole thing was like. Cause we, so we moved Airbnbs, I think two days before the day before. No. Yeah. The day the, before. And so this day of silence is called Nyepi. It's. I think it's just Bali. I don't even think it's all of Indonesia. I'm not really sure. Bali has its own version of Hinduism that is like unique. Uh, <laughs> Indonesia, Sorry about that. <laughs> Indonesia as a whole is a Muslim country, but then like Bali itself is this uh, version of Hinduism that's like mixed with their old ancient religions that were here before and then the Hinduism that kind of came and stay. So they have this thing that it's just a total day of silence. And we kind of knew about it a little bit, like ahead of time that some holiday would be coming up, didn't really know what it meant. And so like we get here and, you know, our host says, hey, uh, thing, everything's going to be closed tomorrow. You might want to go ahead and get food now. And even then, most of the stuff nearby was closed. Yeah. We didn't know where to shop. We got like ramen and stuff just so we'd have so we'd have some form of food, nothing fresh. Uh, but the day itself is like a total day of reflection and silence. And so it's intended that you stay inside, all the lights are off, uh, you should be fasting, and you should be reflecting, which I think is similar to Passover, or what is it, in the Jewish holiday, oh, they have no. a day of the, I, I forget, the Sabbath, I guess, or whatever. Like, so Isn't that every week? Maybe, I don't know. We don't know, we admit it, but we that's, don't know. That's but that's sort, of, like... that sort of idea of like, nothing should be happening, so like, our, our host told us, like, please stay inside, um, no loud music, uh, please do not turn the lights on at night. Oh, yeah, right. And, and then also, it. you know, they said that there'd be 
we'd rather there be no internet, but we did not realize that it wasn't from the host, but like the internet provider. So if like the equivalent of like Comcast or AT&T in America. Or Swisscom or Salt yeah, or whatever. Like the whole company shut down the internet um, for the whole day. And then even the phones were shut off too. I think I was able to check my email. Yeah, and like I was able to small send a text. messages were able, but like other than that, nothing would be moving. And so yeah. that was like a forced vacation, I guess. That was like truly uh, a day of silence where we really didn't do anything. To be fair, that was the day we met our neighbors, and we were like chatting and laughing. That and was half the day. Ass would feel. I felt a little bit guilty, like you know, we're trying to be respectful, but then on the other hand, what does not leave your house really mean? Does it mean don't leave your your little apartment, or does it mean? Don't leave your little combat. Don't run around in the streets, you know? So... Yeah, so we stayed in the compound. Um, and even and they said that there would be local police as well. Apparently, you know, this tribal thing, they have like a local police that would be standing in the neighborhood to make sure that no one's, no one's traveling. Uh, so we didn't dare go out. Um, so that was like unexpected. We did get to meet our neighbors because of it because there was kind of nothing else to yeah. do except for just go outside and... Read. Chill for a Chill. second. That was uh, nice, though. But then nighttime, I think, was really... Like, that oh, whole day was unexpected, night. but yeah. the night was something that was really worth talking about. Um, so, you know, the day came and went, and as part of night, we make sure to turn all the lights off. And so we had just met our neighbors, and we said, you know, why don't we hang out with them? Like, we can't get on the internet. We have card games. Let's, let's go Uno. do something. That's yeah. the only reason we went outside to begin with. So went over there, you know, went to say, hey, we have games if you want to come over and hang out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we were getting, was it when we were getting ready or was it when they were leaving? I don't remember. No, we got night. ready. It was before the night started. So we were getting ready, just kind of stepped outside and, you know, you might casually glance up to look at the stars just because. And this time just looking up and realizing that because all of the lights were off in the entire area, there was almost no light pollution whatsoever. And, you know, for me, like, I'm getting chills thinking about it. (laughs) You know, on a normal night, maybe you can see a dozen stars, maybe like a hundred stars if you live in a more uh, rural area outside of the city. But like on this night, because there's no lights, like literally thousands and thousands and thousands of stars in the sky. We could like see the Milky Way. We could see the difference between where the Milky Way is and where everything else is. I was just so humbling and so beautiful and the longer you would look the more you would see and it wouldn't stop it's just mesmerizing yeah it's just like not real yeah like you see pictures of a night sky sometimes like oh here are all the stars and like oh that's cool it's in the pictures but then normally when you look up you only see a few but then like it like it felt like not being on earth at the same time or like i don't know being in a planet like it was an experience that was like so surreal to be able to look up and just see all of these stars and points of light just planets and and whole other galaxies out there it was just like i love those moments so i had that as a kid once and then also like yeah whatever Uh, anyway um i had like this moments of uh, remembering that like we're so small, you know? Like, our galaxy 
is the Milky Way. And then I, when I learned about the Milky Way, I thought like, oh yeah, we must be one of those very bright stars. That must be our sun. No, 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 no. Our sun is like really at the edge of it. Like we're really not important in our single galaxy. And then you have to really zoom in real hard to see our sun. And then you have to zoom in real hard again to actually find the earth. And then you have to zoom in real, real, real hard to find human existence. And then when you think about it in like about time-wise, like humans existing isn't that long over the spread of how long just Earth is existing. We're just a glimpse in time. And I just like to think about this as in like, even, I don't hope of course, but like even if something would kill us all tomorrow, after Corona, or like the Earth wouldn't wouldn't bother or even the galaxy like we don't matter so like and back in the days when i was like a teen that would like really depress me like why do we live then but now where i'm like a bit older i just want to think about it as in well then we're truly free we can truly do whatever we want where it doesn't really matter so let's make it matter to us and I just it was like this moment of hey it's not that bad it's gonna be okay just do your best enjoy the moment and enjoy your family enjoy your loved ones like everything was gonna be fine because when it comes down doesn't really matter you know just be good just make it count and that was just a and I swear we were like standing out there for at least five minutes, just staring up there, not believing how lucky we got to see all of it. And it was beautiful. It was truly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Awesome in the literal sense of, of causing awe. And so, yeah, that, that was the end of the, our day of silence. And I mean, not really. After that, we like sat together, laughed and had fun um, with our neighbors, played Uno and Skipo and just had a good old time. It was great. It was a... You're right. Oh, yeah, it was I a great day. I think we back twice because we looked at it before. We yeah. played games and then we went back out because it was still just so... You could just not watch. You could like... Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day... I feel like the next day was really when coronavirus started to feel real because... So the Nyepi, the Day of Silence, everyone was home already. And it, the next day, the government just kind of surprised announced that everything <laughs> will be closed. Um, and so that was when we we got food. Yeah, we, didn't we went know. to Pepito's for the very first time. And so we made it to Pepito's and it was, it was kind of like what you're probably seeing on the news in your area of like people panic buying. Because we were like, okay, if everything's supposed to be closed... Like, we, we, we didn't have any food because we assumed that the next day was going to be open. So we, like, got on our scooters really quickly, drove about 20 minutes down to Chenggu to go to this, like, very western kind of supermarket, um, Pepito's. And when we got there, it was full of people. And it was obviously weird because the workers were, like, recording with their phones. Um, that wasn't in Pepito. That was in Cocoa Market. It was both. I, okay, maybe you didn't, I didn't see, the, see that. You thing. didn't see that. So it happened in both in the in the small market we went to mm-hmm. and in Pepito's. They were recording how many people had been in the store because it was like such a strange thing Experience. to happen to them. But then on the other hand, I don't think I would agree that it was like panic buying because like there was still so much material was still there. 
Like to me, it felt more like, you know, like in I don't know how it is in America, but in in Switzerland after so over Easter, for example, uh, stuff would close. So for like about three days in a row, you cannot go and buy groceries. So before Easter, people go nuts, and after Easter, mm. people go nuts in like, oh my god, we couldn't buy food for three days. We're gonna die. And then everybody just runs to the stores to like buy whatever. And like, so it didn't, to me, it didn't feel like panic buying. Oh my God, the world is coming to an end. But more like, oh, we were closed for two days. Or we gonna close for another day unexpectedly. Let me buy. So I for sure have enough stuff for a few days. That's how it felt to me. Okay. I mean, to me, it felt like, to me, it felt like, and I, and I realized actually I'm mixing the two days because we went to Coco Mart the day after Nyepi because we, we didn't even make it. I think Pepito's was closed. closed. And yeah. so we, on the way back, the Coco Market was the only thing open. And then, and then the day the next after. Day, we yeah, 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 yeah. But still. But just, I remember like watching, because um, the, the amount of canned foods was getting really low. Uh, the fresh, fresh meat was, was getting low. Always, also fresh foods in general. Like some woman saw me waiting in line, but still like, was like, saw me waiting in line. It was very clear what I was going to order because there was only a few things left. And then she still like went and ordered it in front of me. And it was like, okay, cool, I guess. Okay, you... thanks a lot, ma'am. And then seeing, let's see. Was that the same day where some guy came in and like ordered like 10 pounds of chicken? No, I think that was another day. Okay, it was just like people were being a a little bit ridiculous. And it was just the Westerners, to be honest, because we went to the local market. I I looked up online if there was a local market to try and get meat, and it was two minutes away. And like there was no sign of stress, any stress, nothing whatsoever, just like a normal day at the market. And even going back to Pepito's later, everything's been stocked and has been fine. I think it was just like that first day after everything suddenly being closed. And, and that's was why. Like, like, yeah. We gotta go, we gotta go get stuff. But where I had like the feeling of, that's not panic buying. That's just, oh my God, today is off. Blah. You know, but yeah, that was that. Um, yeah. And then after that, since then, like it gets more and more serious day by day. So we also went to a rice terrace. Like do we, we did, have? We, uh, I was like, I don't. I don't we're still recording. Um, do we have enough time to talk about it all in this episode? Oh, or I Do we want to do all of this stuff in another episode? No, let's do that. Because I feel like this could be like the Corona episode. Okay, this is the Corona episode. Anything you would like to add to that? Yeah. So, uh, you know. We're, we're monitoring the situation. Yeah. It sounds like we're the government. But uh, so our plans yeah. in light of the corona, all of our stuff for Australia got canceled. Um, everything so we had set up. The plan was to go after, stay in Bali for six weeks. That was the plan. And then go to Australia, meet my friends <laughs> and also do some house sitting where you watch the dogs and the house while the owner is gone. And you get to stay for free and they have a pet sitter for free. That was the plan to do that. Six weeks in Australia and then go back to Europe. And as DJ mentioned, that got cancelled because Australia is shut down. As in like no in, no out. So that's that. So yeah, so we're prepared. You know, the Bali has a state of emergency to the end of May. So we are prepared to stay to the end of May. We're not really worried about visas to the end of May. Um, And then... We just kind of have to wait and see what happens. We have a flight in June that's supposed to take us from Australia to Europe. So if travels open up again, um, 
trying. I, I assume we're gonna do that. You know, there's an we're trying to go to the Basel tattoo in July. That's like the whole reason we're going to Europe in the first place. Otherwise, we don't really need to. I mean, it would be nice to see my friends, but like I can see my friends yeah. on Zoom right yeah. now. And so the, there's no need to go to Europe in June. You yeah. Know? We can go any other time, but since we bought the flight, if that's going to be open to us, then we'll take that opportunity. And if it doesn't, we'll kind of cross that bridge as we get there. I, I think I think we're mentally prepared to stay in Bali for a long time. It's definitely better than being in Bangkok for a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, but we just have to see whatever's happening. You know, the news is just as fresh to us as it is to anyone else um, and figuring out what we're going to do next and figure out our next moves. And I'm really like... So there was like stories of like, you know, the locals robbing tourists because they get desperate and because they don't have money and they know the tourists do and stuff like that. And but I trying to stay calm, be positive. People have been very helpful so far and there is enough food. So as long as there is food in the local markets and as long as there is food in the European quote unquote markets, the tourist markets. I'm not really scared, so it seems to be a good place to be at the moment. We will, as DJ mentioned, like we're monitoring this situation. We have an eye on what is opening up again. I also was looking if flights are cancelled, and they are not. Flights are still like planned. If they're gonna happen, is another discussion. But like, it isn't like oh, airlines quit everything. That's not the case. So. It's really like week by week. Let's see how it looks next week. And we're now looking for another Airbnb. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Because there's chicken waking up DJ regularly at six in the morning. Yeah, I don't know if the recording has picked up the chickens. We can hear them. Uh, but there's like a chicken farm. And so every day at about six to six thirty, the chickens have woken us up. And it's just him. I cannot sleep in. I become a morning person. It kind of works because actually, by seven in the morning, it's already hot. Like I, re- I took out the trash this morning when we mm. got up, and like mm. it's like it's daytime by yeah. seven in the morning already. Um, where I was going with that? Yeah, but there's a chicken farm. It's hard to sleep in. I've gotten used to it because now it's just like an alarm clock. But those first couple days that the chickens were out would give me like so much anxiety like in my in my head i would hear them as people screaming and i would yeah. wake up know that they're not people screaming and just be pissed off that the chickens woke me up and now it's just kind of like i think i'm used to it now it's like okay there's don't that don't say that i mean we can stay here <laughs> we're looking for new places i, I want to be like, able to sleep in but it's like now i'm like okay that's just the natural alarm clock it must be 6 30 in the morning because the chickens are loud yeah know? So, but we're looking for new places. There is new places available. We're really in a good spot, I think. Overall, like I it's like, so oh too. no, we're trapped in paradise. Oh no! <laughs> so, like, we're making the best of it. We're enjoying yeah, as absolutely. much as we can. Be thankful as much as we can for the situation we're given. Absolutely. And so, we we've actually gotten to do quite a few experiences since being here, even with the coronavirus lockdown and everything. Or 
our mm. quasi lockdown. Uh, but this episode is getting long enough, so I think yeah. we're going to have to end it here and and hop on again and, and record and talk about all the cool stuff we've gotten to experience. The rice terraces and the beach and like the running um, track, take out alcoholic drinks, which is <laughs> awesome, and the food. And yeah, yeah, we'll just have to get into that in the next episode. So, so see, ya. Uh, see you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And bye. Bye.